There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we're hanging out with Lori and Julia. That's right, Lori is back. Oh, oh I was thinking this. Yes. Bonjour. I have this to say about Paris. Should come de coulé. Hot as balls. Okay. Okay. Because doesn't everything sound better in French? Of course it does. Should come de coulé. Excuse me. I Because really... The only planned thing that Casey and I, because we've done everything twice. I mean, I, I, people are like, why do you keep going back to the same place? But it's just like. It's so beautiful. There's always, it's just always beautiful. Okay. I mean, it's just the most romantic city in the world. And we always just have the best time. And we have, I mean, we've done everything. We've done the catacombs. We've done a sewer tour on a rainy day. Because <laughs> Paris has an incredible sewer system. I mean, we've gone to every museum. I mean, we, we haven't done everything. But I, I told Casey, I said, let's let's just stroll around from car, uh, park to cafe. Well, I had no idea how prophetic my words would be because... It was hot. One day, it was 100 degrees in Paris. Now, this oh. is a city There's that's no not air built. conditioning, Well, right? our hotel had air okay. conditioning. Okay. We stay at a four-star place, so, oh. Oh. you know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I'm not staying at a little bed and breakfast. Well, I mean, it's just they're not built for that. They, they don't just, get this kind of heat. I mean, right? the Parisians kept saying it has been 20 years since they've had They had like eight days of plus 90. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I, I, the only thing we had planned was we were going to the Crazy Horse Cabaret and we were going to take the train to Fontainebleau to go to Napoleon's Hunting Lodge. And it was just simply too hot to go. Right. You know, just too hot because it would have been like pretty much a full day adventure. So we pretty much went to cafes and parks and every day... We're home to our little hotel, La Crasse Louvre, um, by, by 2 o'clock. No, oh. by 2 o'clock in the oh, afternoon. Okay. And we were like, you know, the Italians, the Greeks, the Spanish, doing siesta from oh, 2 to 6. Which, to let it cool off. To let it cool off, yeah. have sexy nap time. Casey got to go to the gym twice a day <laughs> with having this schedule. So he was in <laughs> absolute heaven. Isn't that something? And then we would stroll back out, you know, as the late <laughs> afternoon sun would be over. But... As we were strolling from cafe to garden area, because there's 
our favorite place is the gardens at the Tuileries at the end, of, you know, the where the Louvre. You show me that starts. picture. Was that where some scenes from Emily in Paris yes. were? Where she met her best friend sitting on the bench? Yes, that was in the Tuileries. I went, I, I stumbled upon Emily in Paris's apartment in the Marais. Was, is it cute? It, or well, just... it's just, it's the outside sure. facade. Because um, Casey was like, we got to go to Lenny Kravitz's favorite falafel place. And it really is good. Was and, it? Yeah, we went there last year. But as we're going from cafe, one day, our record was six cafes in one day. And what do you do? Just... You, we sit under an umbrella and people watch. And I beat Casey hands down. We do celebrity look like. Yep. Because Casey is like you, and he's like, you know, that one guy yeah, in that one show or that lady, you know, okay. I, where I'm mm-hmm. naming names. Mm-hmm. But our our last night there, we came, there was some dancing um, at this area right by our hotel, and uh, he spotted Don Rickles dancing. Oh, so that that's was like a really, good deep cut. That was a really Who good. Who did you spot? Oh, so many, so many people. The blows you, me away. Yeah, it is. It is, and I'll say this: the rugby started. So they're having a global world rug- rugby. Okay. Okay, and that started on Friday, and I noticed on Friday as we're strolling around, getting our walking in and everything, I'm like, where are all these big people coming from in the nylon shirts? And then we're walking through the Tuileries. It's too hot to be wearing nylon. It's it too was hot. too hot. It was just so hot, and. So there were all kinds of people from all over the world, and they were wearing their rugby shirts, which are made out of nylon. We didn't see any of the famous people. The big stadium is like maybe, I don't know where it is, but it's okay, not let me in just, Paris. Let me just tell you. So Grant, Lori showed me like five videos mm-hmm. from her trip, and, okay. and they show nothing. Yeah. They show the back of, and here we are. Walking, Casey. Casey has to look both ways because we have to watch out for the bikers. <laughs> and then we're walking across this dead intersection. We're on our way, maybe to something. I mean, it's hot. It's, it's hot. so hot. There's the sun I've over had there. To buy, trying to stay in right, the shade. There's, there's. I have to. I had to buy two dresses. We had, it's hot. I, we packed <laughs> so bad because the weather changed. You know, like it has was forecast for like the 80s. I mean, there is a reason I haven't gone back to Europe in July or August since I was but 19. this was September. I know, but it was just this unbelievable hot streak. And what I felt bad for There's was... There's a for, reason I haven't been back yeah. in those two months. But Lori, you've been back after the fair before. Like I have, two, and two but, years but it's never been... So it was record here, like it was here. Yes. Crazy it, hot, hot, hottest summer on record. Yes, and people were so miserable. And, and we're at this one cafe by Notre Dame. Which I that's it, going to be done in December of 2024, but Notre Dame to open up again. Yes, for the uh, church, and they put up this big um, mural wrapping around the church and showing the sculptors, the rope people, the electric, you know, all the different workers, showing the different stages. But there's this great cafe right next uh, to the to the church, and so it's on a corner. Where people could would also go to the bird and flower market. Remember, we had yes, that we did. Book we had the book on. The, yes, we the, did. The, that she could girls, hear the birds. The girls it was a that murder had, mystery. Yeah, the girls that hid there during World War II, and it's literally in front, right by the police uh, academy, which the Nazis had taken over. But all these groups of tourists 
a lot of them probably never been to Paris before. They're on a Viking river cruiser. They're on something. Sure, sure. And they have four to six hours to stroll around Paris in the hot, hot heat. And they looked beyond miserable. They looked, and I thought, if this was your first time in Paris, you would be so disappointed because it's, September is a busy month. I yeah, mean, like the next yeah. time I we go, we'll probably go in May. I had forgotten I've been there in the spring before and it smells so good and you can wear your pretty coats. But, <laughs> but anyway. Like, no, Grant. No, it's people were the all wearing their south of France clothes. I'll give you a fashion give thing. Give us but, a fashion update. I'll, I, but anyway, the people that were, you could tell, they just... And you know that you get off the ship in the morning, maybe at eight o'clock, it's kind of cool. It feels like 60. They don't realize how hot the city gets. I mean, you've been in New York City, any place where you have all these condensed buildings, it's holding the heat, holding the heat. Yes, and yes. luckily Paris has lots of gardens, lots of cafes, but I don't know that the, the sightseeing tour trips built that in because oh. you've got groups of 40 and 50 people. Okay. So how do you take, when you're just on your own, you can plop down at a cafe, wherever you want. You're under an umbrella or under trees. And, you know, like when, when we walk through the uh, flower and bird market, I mean, it's all shaded in there. And it's This beautiful. is a very funny trip for most people. I went to Paris and went to cafes and found park. shade. Yeah, yeah. And parks. <laughs> and, and we just ate so much good food. We Tell just, me like what you eat. Like off, besides the usual pan chocolate and croissants like bread and cheese wonderful salads okay. wonderful anything i've never had anything bad to eat in paris anywhere because really? they fresh food is what it's all about right so yeah and so much wine and so many desserts casey loves dessert and, and you love wine and i love wine that's mm-hmm. my dessert and anyway but yeah we really this was like the laziest quote-unquote trip we've ever had because it was just too hot we couldn't get motivated i mean i said we could go to the lower orangerie we haven't looked at monet's water lilies and been stunned by that beautiful because when you walk into that museum there's like 10 of the paintings and they're huge in a circular room um reese witherspoon was there like last month and she posted a video and then we saw the line and we were like Yep, we cannot be bothered to stand in the Mm-mm. heat for something we've seen before. Let's walk to a boulangerie, get a sandwich, and go sit in the Tuileries. And you know, just you just just went from whatever, yeah. no agenda. Yeah, yeah, we just no really agenda. Did stroll it was hot as buckets here Labor Day weekend. It was H O T hot. We couldn't. So it never got a chance mm-hmm. to cool down. And people that were staying, you know, at a hotel that doesn't have AC and if they were on the fourth or fifth floor, I mean, I just felt for some of the student groups, some of the tour groups, like I, I'm like, they are having, they're never going to forget this trip to Paris. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Listen, we uh, will we'll be right back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Grant you for Hoffman Weber Construction, your hometown experts for over 30 years when it comes to siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. Now, the big thing here is they are your licensed hometown experts when it comes to siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, everything that you would need 
for your external home facelift. Now we're getting to the end of summer here. School has already started. Winter is just around the corner. Just a little bit of time left to do this work to your house with the time, you know, when it makes sense. It's nice outside. You can really get the true look of what your house would look like. And they make that even easier for you. They have a nice showroom right in New Brighton off of 35W that's kid and dog friendly. So you can bring them over, check out what your new siding, your new roof, your new windows, door, etc., would look like on your home. And the best part about it is if you experience some hail damage potentially from those storms about a month ago, they're going to take care of the process from start to finish and handle all the insurance com- pro- stuff that no one wants to deal with. All you'll have to do is set up an in-home consultation, set up a claim by simply making one phone call to your insurance company, and Jason and the sales team will take it from there. Reach out to them at hwconstruction.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, you were in a rush to talk. Oh. You didn't even let the music bed play. I know. I Did know. you miss us? Well, you know. Concert they, Connie. Concert Connie. He's coming back to be Pickleball Patty. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, Lord. I got to think about all of that. It now. was too hot to play pickleball like well, Labor Day weekend. We couldn't do anything here. Yeah. And I, you know, believe me, I don't expect anyone to give me any sympathy because it was short. Because you went to Paris. Coulet. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot, hot, hot. I don't think anyone would even think about it. Yeah. Like. And I'm not complaining because really, I mean, I did say to Casey before we left, I just want to go to gar- parks and gardens. I mean, the gardens and, and cafes, I really didn't want to have anything other than. Nothing planned. We did go to the crazy. We did do that. How was we had that? Tickets. The Moulin Rouge. No, no, not Moulin oh, Rouge is cra- a different show. Okay, this Crazy Horse Cabaret is. This is the one where you sit in the front row seats. Basically, yep. it's a tiny little theater. Was it worth it? Yeah, it's so fun. Oh, fun! It's just fun. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, Casey and I were talking this morning because it was today marks 22 years yeah. since the horrific attacks of 9/11. You know, a day that changed our history forever and. Just remembering the victims of the attack, their families, the heroes who helped everybody. Yeah, and you they know, had a nice and, tribute on all the morning shows. Yeah, the, it's yeah. hard. It's it's hard to believe that yeah. we started on the air like nine months after that date. Yep, because I think the station actually was going to start. They had an idea of launching it in two thousand and one, like maybe late fall. That had been right, the, and then they were like, uh, you know, everything was so. Yep. With nine eleven, and then we ended up launching you know. June 10th the following year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just hard to believe. And I, I know Casey was working at the firehouse and I called them and everyone, if you I were, remember. All, if you're Everybody. old enough, everyone remembers mm-hmm. where they were. Yep. It's that no day. Kidding. Yeah. You can't, it's yeah. like in our memory. And they still read everyone's names. Yes. Because that was going on this morning. Yes. Everyone who perished in 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, so, for, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I just wanted to make note we of that. To. But I do have some epic gossip. No, we're not even going to do that. Not, we've changed. We've changed, we've changed the order. We've changed on what? During the break because I'm dying. Okay. All right. Lori's like, oh my gosh. Okay. I good. I'm glad. Okay. the best. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Be- leave what's happening in Vegas. So well, We've got three minutes. So. Okay, so the scoop on Ed Sheeran 
canceling his concert at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the football stadium. And it was on Saturday night? Saturday night. Okay. Five minutes before the show aired. Now, that place holds 60,000 people. Oh. It was hot as balls in, Paris, yes. er, in, in uh, Vegas. Vegas, too. It people two hours to get in. In the heat, he cancels it. And he says, it's impossible to go forward with the show. I'm so sorry. I know everyone has traveled in for this, and I wish I could change it. I can't believe I'm typing this, but there have been some challenges encountered during the load-in of our Vegas show. You know what happened? No one on his team got a permit to perform at Allegiant Stadium. And they wouldn't let them go on. And wouldn't let them go on because you have to have the permit. 60,000 people. Apparently, someone on his team is getting fired. They don't want to refund people. So some challenges encountered during the Load and All Our Vegas show. No, no one on his team got a permit. So they couldn't unload. Yeah. That's right. Right. Well, or maybe they were thinking they could get it done. Or maybe it was all Mm. loaded and somehow somebody realized and they made him cancel it. Now people fly in. Oh. And apparently the 60,000 people, there were people fainting. Because they were waiting two hours to get in. And then get in. You know how you go early to a show, you're all excited. Yes, you're all excited. And um, people were just furious, and it's been postponed for another month. But people are understandably furious. But someone on his team did not get the permit from the city of Las Vegas Mm -mm. to perform at Allegiant Stadium. It's amazing to me, though, in that moment of crisis, someone didn't pick up the phone to someone and say, listen, we've got a situation. Can you help us? You can believe that that happened because we waited until five minutes before showtime or something like that. But city council was like, office hours are not happening right now. You know, like you can't call at seven o'clock on a Saturday night. and There's nobody that can fix that. Yeah. You need that license to perform. Somebody's totally getting fired for that. And then some. Yeah. And so I guess people were passing out, waiting waiting to get out of the stadium. Then when it was canceled. And then the other scandalous thing that's happening in Vegas is they're cutting down all the trees (gasps) to make way for Formula One bleachers for that race, including all the trees in front of the Bellagio. Tell me you're kidding along me. Along the park, you know, you're, along yeah, the Yeah, the beautiful oh. trees to make room for bleachers. bleachers. Make a, put them in some other area. Well, that's terrible. Isn't that mm. terrible? It's Summit Avenue, but on the Strip. On the, <laughs> but they're call. taking all the trees down. That's Not terrible. that there's that many, but that's a beautiful that's bunch of it's trees. beautiful. Yeah. So they're cutting those down to make way. So if you're planning on going... To Vegas in November between BravoCon and Formula One. It's just going to be nuts there. Oh, it is going to be nuts. And I very, wish we were going to both. Very expensive. Uh, That's the other thing. I thought that was going to be the scandal in Vegas because everything is marked up like no. 30%. And then also uh, Ed Sheeran that night, um, his PR team came up with a brilliant plan and go to the little wedding chapel and he crashed a wedding and, and sang. sang magical for the bride and girl. But I don't think I don't, his fans are going to forget. I don't think that's enough that he went and performed just for someone else's for marriage. A couple. When I'm sitting there, and I mean that's like that's an ordeal. And it's oh dear. I know, isn't that good scoop? Though? Takes a team to the put on a show. Shut down the concert because they forgot to get the permits. Wow! Someone got fired. Yes. Oh my gosh. 
Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We've been getting some questions from our listeners about divorce, Ann, and one listener asked us, what if my child doesn't want to live with me? Well, we have a saying in family law, and that is that when children reach a certain age, and that can kind of vary, there's nothing in our state laws, but as they get to kind of like 13, 14, 15, they can have a voice, but they don't have a choice. Think of it this way. If your child suddenly said, I'm not going to school, you don't let them make that decision. So they'll have some input on what type of schedule there might be, but they're not going to be the final judge on the issue. And what about moving out of state? Moving out of state is not an easy thing. It's really a case-by-case basis. I would encourage someone to talk to an attorney about it. But our laws really encourage, as long as both parents are actively involved, that the parent-child relationship is priority. So moving out of state without the other parent's consent is pretty tough. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TrestlerLaw.com or use MyTalk keyword divorce. Ed, you're lucky that uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis stepped in at this weekend, or your name would have been trending all weekend. Good Lord, Ed Sheeran. Oh. Anyway, okay, so Julia, yes, U.S. Open. Here we go. Accidental Sports Talk. I watched every minute of it, Lori, for the whole two weeks. Yeah, oh, I, I, I was a bandwagon and just watched the men's final yesterday. The was women's the, was, can we just talk about that yes, really quick? Yes, please, because okay. Coco Graf, uh, we, Grandpa said the most adorable photo of her and her parents. And also, eight-year-old Coco, Coco, they're playing in the stadium, Carly Rae Jepsen, yeah. that one song yeah. I just Call heard. Me Maybe. Call Me yeah, Maybe. Call Me yeah. Maybe. And she's the eight she years old spinning and dancing. Serena and Venus play against each yes, other. Yes, that the, video's so cute, too. The That's thing about Coco is, you know, she hit, she hit the scene when she was 16, and she went pretty far, and she was going to be the Didn't next she Serena. she turned pro, like, at 15? She did, but okay. she was good, and she started winning, and then there was all this pressure on her, blah, like blah, blah. A, like just a Serena. Everywhere. Like yes, another Serena. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is she, um, you know, she choked. She was in the French Open final this year. She choked, and then Wimbledon, she was out in the first round, but she... Um, made some dramatic changes, and one of them was hiring Brad Gilbert. And if anyone watches tennis, he's an analyst for ESPN on tennis. He always wears a fishing cap. Oh, yeah. He's his, he coached Andy Roddick, Andy Murray, uh, Andre Agassi. Mm-hmm. He's this great, quirky, funny guy. Okay. And he basically... So she got rid of her other coach. Her coaches was her dad. Okay, good, For a it. long time. Yeah. Um, just and, like Venus and Serena. Yeah, and they. she just said, I dad, you know, daddy... Daddy, I got Daddy, I've got Daddy, whose changes. name is um, his mom is her mom is Candy, and his name is um, Corey, and she's just like, it's time for a change. We mm-hmm. need to change, and he suggested it to her. I okay. think you need more from someone else. I can't do it all, and like uh, Stefano, uh, you know the Greek guy. Uh, yeah, Sissy Potts has his dad coach. You know, at some point you have to stand. Kenan is another woman's. You have to step away from your parents mm-hmm. because. You kind of need that relationship back, I think. Probably. And so she sense. hired Brad Gilbert. Her um, her other coach, Reba, is the real, the guy's the real coach. He looks like Chris Pine, Ooh. if anyone has seen him in the stands. Oh, okay. And she, everyone said, Chrissy Everett, who I just want to give her a style makeover for her clothes she wore while she analyzed every game during <laughs> the Open, but I, I, I regress. Okay. Um. She had, she says, this is her time, Coco's time. And I'm like, ah, you know, because you have the Polish gal who got knocked out, um, who's number one. And then you have Sabalinka, 
Eva, mm-hmm. and she's so darling. And then you have um, Sabalinka, who is number one starting today. This very tall, hard power hitter. I I watched the first set and I thought, and I was with Jeff and I are watching at the cabin. I'm like, oh, oh, this is so painful to watch because all she's doing is paying defense, and she was run. From side to side to side Coco. to side to side, the whole first set, and got it back unbelievably so, but she lost like 6-3. Then the second set, she just started creeping mm-hmm. and creeping, and Sabalika started making mistakes, and she's a little more vile, volatile with her emotions. Coco said, you got to have fun, you know, Brad Gilbert, let's have fun. Yeah. You know, that changes things. At Madison Key went very far, too, when she... Her person said, let's have fun, her fiancé. You know, you have to have fun Mm -hmm. because these people have been doing it nonstop their whole life. Right. And so she won. It was amazing. It wasn't the funnest match to watch because there wasn't a lot of... Because the Djokovic. Djokovic. You know, that was so much fun to watch. So fun. I've never been that riveted by tennis since... The 80s when Bjorn Borg played and McEnroe yeah. and, you know, I really haven't. But that was an incredible, especially that second. The second set, set was an was hour and 22 minutes. It was amazing. amazing. And the thing with the guys this year is they hit more. You know, they had more rallies, longer rallies. And Coco Goff and Sabalinka, I mean, they maybe towards the end of the first third set their rallies got to be a little higher but it was really not a lot of rallying yeah which is fun to watch how people craft the ball and move them and move them and move them you'll learn this in pickleball yeah move them then get it where they're at um it was great and she was so delightful and so happy yeah i'm very she's getting happy for her she's getting interviews she said can i first slam yeah win yes she won two big ap events this summer but she asked to have the mic you know because the woman's, I can't think of her name, is interviewing her. And she goes, can I Can I just have the mic? And then she started just talking. I can't believe this. I, My mom, my dad, Yeah, he runs around and high. It was sweet. It was, yeah, I did see that. It was that. nice to have an American win. We haven't had any, you know, one win since Sabrina. Right. Yeah, and you know who was in the stands? Oh, so many people. Oh, my Naomi gosh. Osaka. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Well, that's not who I want to talk about. All the celebrities in the stands and... Uh, John Hamm, and I saw Justin Timberlake, and and Timothy Chalamet, and, and Kylie, Kylie Jenner, Jenner and she kind of looked like his mom. Well, she has that face <laughs> that does. you don't know her age. Matthew McConaughey and Camilla McConaughey. Oh, sitting with the Djokovic family. Yeah, they both gained weight. Zach Braff, I'm just commenting, uh, yeah. they were mm-hmm. both dressed in white. Leonardo DiCaprio, Little Wayne, Sting and Trudy, his wife, Molly Ringwald. That one I saw, too. She yeah. looks great. The injectables up by your cheeks, though. Oh, holy hell. But she still looks pretty good. She is. Um, let's see. Nicole Kidman yep. and Keith. Emily Blunt, Jerry Seinfeld. They were just, he was just here. Emily Ratatowski, Keith Urban, Jane, James Marsden. He our beautiful beautiful. man. He Laverne Cox yes. was there. I Rachel saw. Rachel and it was like the stars are out and tennis is back and nobody's working and no and that's it too this was the highest attended U.S. Open ever and they had record heat they had record heat this week and there was all these controversies to close close the roof not close it was great tennis it was it was so much fun and I really enjoyed it and it was right as we were feeling nappy you know because it's always that like coming back from Patty yes and um you know, I was like, oh, well, we can watch the U.S. Open because it'll be on later. 
Mm-hmm. And really and Casey had seen um, Djokovic and Annie Roddick play like whenever he his son went there like 15 years to ago to the U.S. Open to the yeah. U.S. Open and so so he was just like that's amazing and we were, I really really liked Medvedev the Russian I mean I he's a good guy he seems like a good guy and I was yes. bedazzled at how I mean, he can move because he's so tall yeah those long legs unbelievable but after he lost that second set I could see. He, he was deflated. I, I could see the fire went out of his eyes. And Djokovic, you know, he was really rather oddly charming with he, his 24 and Mambo is. and Kobe Bryant. And he was on CBS this morning. Yes. He's, he, he's delightful. And so much because now he's tied Margaret Court for yes. the most slams. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's an amazing player and how he can manage... Lori, I hit it back and forth. Like if I would have a rally that went to ten, even oh. I would be buckled over, yeah. and winded. These people, they are, were having 10, 12, 20. It was twenty amazing. time hits back. And forth. It's amazing. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, it kept us awake. Good. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. It really. They won three million dollars each. Then fifty years of equal prize money for the women in this sport. Billie Jean nice. King. Fifty years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tennis was the the first one. Yep. To do equal pay might still be one of the. I hope we don't ones. turn all of our tennis courts in the Twin Cities over to pickleball courts. Oh, we need to amen, keep tennis. Julia. I'm, I'm serious. There needs to be new pickleball court areas, but tennis is this great, yeah. great game. Casey goes, Are you looking forward to anything when you get back? <laughs> and I said, Oh, yeah, pickleball and Project Down and Dirty. It's going to be great. Man. We're starting our train. <laughs> Lori's coming over on Saturday. We're going to try it. Mm-hmm. I did wear my <laughs> court shoes all over Paris to break them in. Look Julia. at you! You don't even my need ghosts. to. Weren't they? They were comfortable the first time you put they them on. They were comfortable the first time, <laughs> and my feet didn't. Get, well, my socks were soaked every day. Oh, I'd imagine. Me too. Yeah, yeah I With am a heat. sweaty. Foot. Just, so do I. I. I have my dad's <laughs> stinky feet. Yeah, <laughs> I have to re- feet. I replace shoes much more frequently than I should. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. But it, it was super the, fun. The good thing about um, Danny Medved and um, Djokovic's match is Danny said, who lost? I played the best, best tennis I, I've ever played. I, I've ever played and still didn't win. Yeah. When you do your best, because like so many of the women's matches or the other men matches, you made so many errors. It's like you're not playing your A game and it's a bummer because you make it on the big stage. But when you play your best and you still lose, that's okay. That is okay. It was Mm -hmm. so fun. His wife looked very sad. Yeah. She looked very like, oh, I really wanted you to beat this guy. But I love that Djokovic was all prepared and everybody had their 24 zip ups. Uh Uh-huh. It was it was fun it was fun to watch and Casey said he felt cleansed watching that after watching the Vikings because we got <laughs> home at like one you know it's always weird when you leave Europe in the morning and you get home like the, really at like noon three and a half hours yeah. after you left time wise <laughs> right so he got to watch the Viking game and he goes after that tennis match he goes I feel cleansed now yeah. after watching that I can forget about that that was terrible it was. I thought they were supposed to win that game. They were. I thought Tampa Bay is supposed to be bad. Tampa Bay is they're supposed to be bad. We were supposed they don't to have win Brady that game anymore. No, they have a very cute coach. That was my only observation. Yes, Grant, they, you went. Yeah, we beat ourselves. There's, there's yeah. no question there. It was some, some the opposite of the U.S. Open yeah. finals. Exactly. This team had three turnovers. Led the led the game in in, in time of possession, meaning how long you controlled yeah. the ball. It was completely. 
of Vikings screw up. It, it it felt like honestly, this opening felt like preseason week four. Well, that's what everybody kept saying. It they don't not, understand why our coaches don't make the team play in a game, actual game before yeah. the game. Yeah, what it, about this? It was weird. What if this is just who the Vikings no. are? Uh, that's oh, no. that's okay. Be you the case. need to stop that. Right You're now. not alone there. Oh, no. There's a lot of talk what about if that. This today. is just who they are, Julia. They might be. What if this is just who they are? They've got some. They've got the, some issues. The, 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 the team of never-ending disappointments. People have been hopeful since the 60s. <laughs> it's a long time to keep hope. Uh, Casey has lost his hope. Yeah. Here's what I miss, though. I like the excitement of meeting with family on Sundays and getting oh, yeah. excited You can still do that, though, oh, if yeah. anyone... But no one wants to gather to watch the... Watch the I tried to talk my boys into it. I'm like, you guys have the new house. I'll bring over all the food. They don't want it. They I'd rather want... go to Uncle John's and Uncle Casey's. I know it, see. I know it. I know it. Maybe there'll be some of that. That, yeah. that can hopefully happen mm-hmm. again. All right, listen. Um, when we uh, come back... A flub apology that played like a hostage video. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. Okay, here is a funny confession I'll make about being in hot, hot Paris with a recent facelift. With a recent facelift. First of all, I was very glad I had my SPF hat because you you do need to avoid the sun solid for like six months. But just... uh, the care, I guess, that that I got from even the very first consultation about how they work there, explaining everything. I had a panicked appointment with Dr. Jarvis where I was like panicking about it. The nurses have been there for such a long time. Everyone is so kind after care. You got to use a 50 sunscreen. You know, they really you go in for facial massage. I mean, they really take care of you. Yes, they really, really do. So, you know, it is, you know, you're making a big investment with your time and money, but we say choose Minneapolis plastic surgery. If there's something about yourself that's bothering you, go to my talk keyword plastic surgery. Right. Who is, what that? is that? That's the opening to that '70s show. Yeah, oh, I have no idea what you. you're playing. Thank I'm like, you. I'm like I, that song sounds so familiar. And we're not all all right after what happened this last weekend. I don't. Yeah. Think. So just Danny Masterson from that '70s show and The Ranch is another show. Married to Bijou Phillips. I might have to do a vintage scandal on the Phillips family. I on saw Wednesday. something about all their. Turbulent life. Yeah, oh. but he faced a retrial, and he's a Scientologist. Yes. And he faced a retrial on three counts of rape this past spring. And in late May, he was convicted on two of the three accounts. And last week was his sentencing hearing. And um, anyway, he had colleagues and friends write letters of support to the court. And so Ash- they might be more lenient on the sentencing. Yeah, and Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis wrote letters to the judge to urge for lesser sentencing and in Kutcher's letter, he referred to Danny as a role model. Mila, she said he was an exceptional character and an outstanding older brother. Other stars from that 70s show also wrote the judge and... Um, Topher Grace didn't. No, Topher Grace didn't, and he kind of got some vindication because, yeah, well, we'll Ashton and Mila and everything, his wife came out in support and said, I see you to the victims, and... Um, other Hollywood names that wrote Giovanni Rubisi, he's a Scientologist, his Masterson's former publicist, this TV director who worked anyway. But the ones that got all the attention were Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's letter. And Ashton also praised Danny 
for living an exemplary drug-free life. And this is a guy who drugged and sodomized and raped women yep. without their consent um, on the drugs and the raping. So, you know, to bring up that he's clean as a whistle with drugs after, I mean, all of the the testimony, the facts of these witnesses is public information. And why we even know about all the letters people wrote is after the sentencing, sentencing all the public. The public letters record. people write become public records. That's right. And so, um, you know, like one of the, Ashton wrote, one of the most remarkable aspects of Danny's character is his unwavering commitment to discouraging the use of drugs. The irony of him using that when... Awful. His, that was what he That's was, how, how what he got yes. women to be vulnerable. One of them was his girlfriend. Yes, and, and, and they her. were Scientologists yep. and Scientology, you know, they've got all their weird BS with their drug things. And anyway, so immediately the next day, not even 48 hours, I don't know who their publicists are, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis sit down in their backyard looking like they both rolled out of bed thinking they're going to movie star their way out of this. And it is like it reminded me of the hostage video that uh, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp did when they had to post a video apologizing to Australian officials for smuggling boo and pistol in the country. To Mr. Barnaby. Barnaby. Mr. Barnaby. Remember how it looked like somebody was pointing a gun at them? We're sorry. These two were so condescending and smug. It took them almost a minute to use the word sorry. And they also, like, they seemed more annoyed about their letter being made public when they could have asked their lawyer, is this going to be public? You know, Mm -hmm. they seem very annoyed. And, you know, a man can be an extraordinary father, friend, and husband, and still be a rapist. Two things can be true at once. These two would have been better off saying, we know him to be this. We believe the women, but we just felt bad that he might go away for 30 years right. and we thought we'd write they would have been better off confessing this instead of being honest being, being honest. honest because they were not honest and it, they seemed so condescending and smug and it's it just was beyond scripted i mean it was perfect ashton would say something then mila then would, she would go like she, she, she looked sick to her stomach yeah, yeah they she looked did. sick to their stomach she did me. not want to be doing no and a sexual predator predator's number one tool is getting people to believe charm, charm, <laughs> and this is how they're able to get away with this uh, kind, this behavior mm-hmm. because they present, they don't present that face sure. to anybody that they know. And um, I, I like that Christina Ricci, you know, came out for the, for the, you know, believing it because she has her own experience with an abusive man. But I mean, I, I just. Here's- One of the victims came out and said, Dear Ashton, wrote him a letter. I know the secrets your role model keeps for you, ones that would end you. Did you forget I was there? You were on speakerphone that night. You called Danny. There you go. On February 21st, 2001. I heard everything. I heard the plan. In my opinion, you're just as sick as your mentor. Dear Mila, I hope you can begin to process. And she, this is one of the victims. And right. she. She came uh, right out, and it didn't seem believable when at the end they, they go, we believe victims and we support sexual assault. I'm like, you two have mishandled 
They really so did. Badly. I would agree. And then here's wow. something. Antonio Ortega, who is... The, the underground bunker yeah. and foremost Scientology expert besides Leah Remini exactly. and Mike Rinder. He, he tweeted out that, um, as expected, the judge in the case, Charlene Amando, resisted calls from Danny Masterson's defense to have his two charges run concurrently and instead sentenced him to the full 30 years in prison. For each count. Called for under mm-hmm. California strict one-strike law. Lots of details from the hearing coming. I mean... For the judge to not even be open or willing to even think well, of it. Any- because now, you know, the previous judge, the reason why there was a retrial, it, it, it came to a mistrial, is because the previous judge wouldn't let anything of Scientology be on record when Scientology is at the heart of all of this. All of it. So, um, and also, you know, I just think that they they should I they should have just said they believed him because that seems like the truth, uh, uh, you know. I feel I, I Lori I and think- they and the, they used a video and not a written statement because I think they were relying on the fact that they're Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis and people will find them relatable. But I think they did more harm than good, and they would have been better off doing a written statement than the quote-unquote hostage video mm-hmm. with scripted cue cards. It came off so but bad. But I also think when you're when you're in that moment, like you, you just have to pause, but people never pause. They just do quick drama gras, and they reacted because they don't want people to think of them in this way. So they reacted immediately without taking a breath, thinking about it. And like we said, like the judge, you know, their lawyer should have told them this will be public, public record. record. And Grant, you were talking yeah. off the record, you know, and, and he's something. already been convicted. Yeah. 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 I've had to do the same thing for a friend and uh, it wasn't for rape. Obviously it was for a drug and addiction type situation. And, it you was, wrote a letter. I wrote a letter for Brad, a federal I court too case. I have wrote, written a letter to somebody who was, <laughs> uh, had a sentencing in front of them. I wrote a character letter, but it wasn't... wasn't for someone who was facing rape or who was... Well, rape, it was, it was kind of a bad charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it, it wasn't... It wasn't... Yeah, I don't know. It, but do, it, do you it, regret... It was, was a self-defense right. situation right. with her. Right, 100%. Do I regret so, it now looking back at it? Um, no, I don't. Did um, you know it could I didn't be know, public record? I didn't know that mm-hmm. I didn't know the extent, uh, and I didn't know that actually came back to bite uh, the situation a little bit. Yes, yeah. and I found out the hard way. Yeah, and Laura Prepon wrote a letter, oh, well, and then Tara Manning. Who's Tara Manning? Oh, from Orange Is the New Black. I don't know if she's got a, a drug or alcohol problem. She defends her friend Danny Masterson. So maybe Ashton paid her some money. She quote unquote said he made a mistake. So maybe I wish they would have just maybe said Taryn that. Manny, maybe Ashton's like, hey, would you take the heat? I do think people terrible? are willing to forgive people because everybody has times in your life when you are trying. You think you're doing the right thing for someone that you thought. These yes. two have stepped in into, to it very hard. Terrible. It's going to take a, a long time for Terrible. people. It's irrevocably changed people's opinion about them because of that video, too. So smug and condescending. It's really hard to watch.